0: Find um. whenever I get too deep into something, it really affects my brain. Oh,
1: yeah. Oh, this is, I'm in too deep. I'm in too deep. And, like, because I read so much, I'm podcasting and, yeah. I think it's just the counter-opposite of what I do.
0: As in for work?
1: Yeah, because I do comedy and I'm Oh, real- so
0: you think your life's too happy and fun and you need to no! watch some murder just to... Oh, <laughs> Balance it up. Better eat my vegetables.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, maybe that's me trying to justify it.
0: This is Totally Obsessed with Dan DeBoom. Talking to interesting people about that interesting thing that interests them. Hello and welcome to another episode of Totally Obsessed. This time starring Tanya Hennessy. Um, One thing I've been loving about recording these podcasts, guys, um, aside from the tremendously validating feeling of seeing you download them and listen to them, is when people who are guests on the podcast send me through what they want to talk about. I also love when I tell friends of mine who the upcoming guests are and they go, oh yeah, so they'd probably be talking about this, uh, and they're way off. Oh, well I imagine Tanya will be talking about The Bachelor, or maybe she'll be talking about Makeup or online videos. People always have these expectations about the people that I talk to and Tanya and I have worked together on radio and we've worked on The Bachelor Unpacked and I think I know her pretty well and then when she writes back to me, I want to talk about true crime. I instantly go, great, I can't wait to have you on the show and to talk about it and she didn't disappoint. Tanya is a enthusiastic person to say the least, and her enthusiasm really shines through in this week's episode. Thanks to everyone who has been uh, listening to the show. Uh, Remember, you can follow me at Dan DeBoof on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can, at any time, tell me what you think of the show. I love your feedback. And the people who are suggesting guests, that's great. Like, oh, did you know this person's obsessed with that? You should chase them down. I love it. Keep it coming. And of course, review and rate on iTunes, please, as well. Tell your friends, share it around. But let's get into it. The latest episode of Totally Obsessed, my guest is Tanya Hennessy. Get excited and get a little bit scared, but remember, she'll be guiding you all the way through her journey from a child to an adult in the world of true crime. It starts off with a bit of radio chat, but bear with us. We're a couple of old radio hacks catching up about the good old times and get ready to see a whole new side of Tanya. Her dark side. Well, here it is. Hennessy. Yes. What is your obsession?
1: Uh, true crime.
0: Now, Amongst
1: many. I have lots of obsessions.
0: What, what ones did you eliminate before you landed on true crime? I
1: love drag queens. I thought you were going to say
0: dragons. I was going to be no. like, me too. Oh, God. <laughs> what is your favourite dragon? I oh, love well, Parthenax. All right. <laughs> Wait,
1: are they like specific dragons?
0: <laughs> it's a dragon from like Skyrim or something, the computer game. Oh, God. I, I remember we did, I used to have this... um. Back when we were doing radio, the Dan and Maz show, I had this uh, obsession, I guess, with getting the topic on air. Call us up. Who's your favorite celebrity dragon?
1: Oh, my God. And
0: that was the one topic that was deemed too weird. And then one day I made a bet with the producers and I was like, I will get this topic on the air if I win the bet. And I did. And we did it. And of course, the phone boards lit up. with no! All these people being like, oh, the one from uh, How to Train Your Dragon or Falcor from Neverending oh, Story. a luck dragon. Like, all these different ones. And I was like, see, the people want dragons.
1: That is such a niche phone topic, by the way.
0: It would be a great topic for um, Totally Obsessed.
1: Oh, it would be. Someone said
0: If someone came in and was just like, yeah, I want to talk about dragons for half an hour. Yeah, I'd you'd be, like, be in. Oh, great. Whoever's
1: listening is going, not for me. No. <laughs> um, the other thing that I'm obsessed with, I really like art, um, like modern art. Um, and Who do you like in modern art? Well, I really like this artist at the moment. I follow her on Instagram. Her name's Katie McKinnon, and she's just like weird and wild and expressive. I actually bought some art from her. I've never commissioned art before and I bought like $3,000, maybe more, (laughs) more of art.
0: Did you commission it or you just bought it?
1: No, I commissioned it.
0: As in like, you're like, I look good from this angle. Can you paint me?
1: It's not me. (laughs) (laughs) Although someone did send me a giant painting of myself, like someone who follows me online. And I was like, oh, cool. How
0: giant is giant?
1: Well, I said, can you send it to me thinking, oh, it's so beautiful. Like
0: a postcard size or something great. It is
1: probably the size. It's about three meters by four meters. It would have cost A fortune to send It's too big For a house too big And my mum is like I don't want to hang it up Because it looks like Insulting to my brother And sister Like (laughs) I'm this glorious (laughs) I don't want to have it In my own house But it's so beautifully painted I don't know what to do with
0: it What if your mum Had like a little one Of your brother And a little one Of your sister (laughs) Next door Like it's this giant Like you Like as Napoleon On a horse Or something (laughs) And then like Your sister Like finger painting Face or something It's,
1: It's literally the size of a wall it probably would have cost a good $1,700 to send and I was like I, I thought it was going to be a postcard no so I settled on true crime okay and it's one that I think a lot of people wouldn't uh, necessarily assume of me because I guess I do a lot of comedy and uh, I don't know I think true crime is something that has been a part of my life for years and years and years my mom's a librarian so I've read a lot of true crime a lot of my life I also don't like I don't mind crime fiction as well I just like crime.
0: Okay, let's go back to, because I assumed when you told me true crime, I was like, okay, cool. So she listened to a couple of episodes of Serial. but
1: Yes, I have listened to Serial.
0: But so this goes back years.
1: Yep. I just just really like, okay, one of my favourite books is called, um, I've written it down here, Stranger Beside Me, and it's about Ted Bundy. What's it called? Stranger Beside Me. It's amazing. It's 28 years old. The author, Anne Rule, has passed away now. But basically, if you don't know the story, she was a aspiring crime writer, true crime writer, journalist, and she was working in a call centre. She had five kids. She was 35. She was sitting next to this 24-year-old, young, gorgeous guy in a call centre. It was just them, two at night. And all these crimes started happening in the Washington area, and she was really excited by it because she'd been commissioned to write a piece. And so she'd go in there and... Talk about the crimes, and he's done this, and he's done this, or you know, whoever the person is, they've done. All- and the person sitting opposite her would, would be like, "Oh, tell me more! I can't mm. believe it." And she was actually sitting next to Ted Bundy, one of the biggest serial killers of all time, and he was committing all those crimes. <sighs> yes, and then he was actually sentenced to the well, he was given the death sentence. And um, she wrote to him in prison before it all happened, and she feels very conflicted about it because. She sat there and spoke to this man and had a relationship with this man and he'd killed, I think, 38 women. Don't quote me on that. It was a lot, though. So where were they sitting next to each other? In a call centre. And so Uh. her issue is like, by themselves, by the way, why didn't he kill me?
0: (laughs) Oh, so she... (laughs) 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 Like that episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia where they find out that their teacher was like a kitty fiddler and they're like, oh... Was I not good-looking yeah, enough? Yeah, for
1: yeah, 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 yeah. Ex- I think Anne Rule has a lot of com- – uh, well, she's passed away now but had a lot of complex feelings around it because he didn't present himself as anything other than a nice guy that she got along with. And then to find out that he was a malicious, monstrous, disgusting serial killer was shocking to her.
0: I always love those scenes in movies where you've got, like, the villain and the sort of um, hero mm. – and they're in the same room or they have a conversation yes, and they don't yeah. even realise mm-hmm. that they're talking to each other. I love a lot. that. Yeah. It's
1: exactly like that. So this book is exceptional. It's 28 years old. Um, if you have not read it, you have to read it. Also, there's another book at the moment out by um, uh, Michelle McNamara. Is on a name? It's called I'll Be Gone in the Dark and it's about the Golden State Killer who was recently found. Yeah. Yeah. I love a serial killer.
0: So why? Why do you reckon? What do you reckon in your nature? (laughs) I know. Because I'm not saying you're a psychopath. No,
1: I am. No.
0: um,
1: (laughs) But I think it's also the Okay, so first of all, I love the people. Like the serial killers themselves, the Mm. detectives on the cases, um, the criminologists, the people who research them. I'm just so fascinated by the people behind the stories. Like what makes someone become a cult leader? What happened to them? What is in them? And there's so many different types of people who kill, people who kill for revenge, people who kill for the joy, people like it's fascinating and you kind of just want to understand their brain because I've never physically um, touched, like punched, hit. Slapped anyone I've never
0: physically touched anyone yeah,
1: yeah, I, The boy in the bubble um, <laughs> So I was like I wonder what it would feel like To stab someone Like you, I just couldn't imagine it Yell, Let alone these people Who are serial killers And do it multiple t- It's like what's wrong with you? Why would you do that?
0: So it's not so much that you see like Because it could go either way Either you see these things And you go Like people who bury themselves In these cases and stuff And you go Oh I wish I was like that or oh my God. I'm I'm glad I'm not.
1: Oh, I'm glad I'm not, but more like the forensics and everything and how these detectives find them is fascinating mm. and how people, you know, either decide to hide their crimes, and then there's, you know, killers who are really proud of their crimes and like they're those real sociopaths who are like, Yeah, I did it and this is how I did it, and like, why? I'm just interested in the
0: brain. Does that kind of sometimes make you want to cheer on the villains a little bit as well when you just (laughs) don't you see those things and I'm thinking more of like a drama like or something like that but when you see yeah when they do are getting away with these things you kind of go well now I kind of want he's he's done pretty well here more in cinema I think
1: you feel that in movies because they track the you know in monster with is it Arlene you know she's the female serial killer who killed like eight people sure. played by Charlize Theron that 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 woman I've watched a documentary on her um you, you are cheering her on because she was raped and abused so she's kind of inflicting that like, you're not I don't know you're not cheering her on but like you can understand but it. maybe you
0: are a little bit
1: but in the film you are but I don't think in real life you are because the film is a like it's Guiding you to feel certain ways about her And you feel but, empathy so,
0: But you are in but, real life when you're watching the film That's your real life
1: But no, but the view of of the situation Is guided by her opinion Her view of the world So you're
0: cheering on Charlize Theron But you're not no. cheering on the real person No,
1: I'm cheering on the character But only in the movie But if you heard it on paper You'd be like, this is fucked Do you know what I mean? Because it's, it's giving you their perspective As opposed to the whole perspective Oh god!
0: But you you are still <laughs> cheering on that person. Yes, I guess. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. it's that's why the movies are so good. Yes, because they've managed to take take that person and show yeah, you that other you know- side, and you go, oh, it's it's murkier than we ever thought.
1: Mm-hmm. Like
0: you know that making a murderer one? Did you ever watch that?
1: I hated that. Couldn't get into it.
0: I found watching it, and this might be just my law school background or something like that. But I was watching it, going, oh, this is just the best advertisement for public defenders ever because the public defenders are just like, screw the police and they got it wrong and they faked the evidence and we're fighting the good fight and if you want to donate, here's the link. Mm. And I was just like, well, that's how you presented the case. I think the
1: interest in the legal side is really interesting to me. Like, I can't imagine being falsely accused of murder. Like, can you imagine, and serving thirty-five years for something you didn't do because there's evidence?
0: And then when you arrive in prison, they all go, "Yeah, mate, we're all innocent."
1: Yes, yes! like, and then and then like that's interesting too. Like, why do people kill multiple people and then feign innocence? Like, I I don't understand it. There's blood on the walls. There's blood on their hands, and they're like, "It wasn't me." And like that to me is fascinating, also. But um, if you are really into true crime, um, and really are interested in falsely allegedly falsely acquitted people, accused people. Uh, the confession tapes on Netflix is fantastic. The mm. first episode is brilliant. It's about these guys who um, allegedly, well, they, they are committed for killing a mother, a father and a daughter um, because they made, the police made them confess to the crime, but they confess to it, but...
0: Is this... <sighs> um, this you just got to watch this it. This sounds like Truman Capote in Cold Blood.
1: I've just seen that.
0: No, it's a book. Oh, well, I'm sure it was a movie at some stage. It could but, yeah. a
1: book, a film also, maybe.
0: I don't know. Yeah, but this is so he's the author. Yes, but he wrote so one of his sort of more famous books was about these two guys who killed a family. Mm. That's a fascinating read.
1: Well, these boys that like confessed on tape were 17 when they were put into oh. jail, and they're like serving three life sentences each, and they're claiming that they were you know the confession was taken incorrectly and da da, da 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 and imagine serving it three life sentences for something you genuinely didn't commit. Yeah.
0: <sighs> yeah, when you said like true crime in my mind, I was like, oh, yeah. Like, you know, as I was saying, I've seen Making a Murderer or I was, you know, obsessed with cereal or and whatever. And
1: Teacher's Pet is great.
0: But the more, even just over the last few minutes, the more I'm talking to you, the more I'm thinking, well, actually, maybe I... Because at the time, I was like, oh, yeah, everyone loves these this genre now. Like, everyone's so obsessed with it. Mm-hmm. You know, you talk about, like, "Oh, what podcast are you listening to? And everyone always goes, oh, this one about murdered people. But the, now that I'm talking to you, I'm like... Yeah, no, I am really into this. Like, because I've thought of um, uh, is it Jamie Bulger, Mm
1: -hmm. the little
0: child, Mm -hmm. a three-year-old, four-year-old in England who, back in like the eighties or something, was abducted by two slightly older kids in the mall. Yeah. Oh my god! Oh, I I saw a play
1: based on that. Yeah, and it was. Terrifying!
0: The I, Edinburgh Fringe Festival. I remember being a little, like not a little kid, but being like you know maybe like an early teenager yes. or something, and just on the internet Me too. just reading all the articles about it, trying to understand. Because they were
1: children, they were like ten, and they stole this toddler and killed him, right? Yeah, and put him on a train track. Yeah, I think so. Oh, I, yeah, like what makes and two of them as well. Yeah. It's like they conspired. Like what happened to them and why? And then how do you, do they go to psychology. Like how do you? So maybe that's one of the
0: fascination points. The reason you watch these things or you read about these things is just to get a life raft in the sea of chaos, Mm -hmm. you know? Like you're like, why? Why would anyone do these horrible things? Maybe, just maybe if I read about it, Perhaps I can figure out why Do
1: you get mad? I get mad when I listen to them sometimes Because, you know, these people are like people They're human beings and they're mothers or sisters or whatever And you're like, why would some person for no reason kill someone? Like, you're like, I just don't understand Yeah I don't understand I think one, because I'm very empathetic and very sympathetic Or arguably to a point of personal destruction (laughs) Um, But like... When I see someone who's a sociopath or a, um, a psychopath, they don't have, they can't emote and they mm. don't have the ability to be, in, like, have empathy. And I can't understand that. So, I think there's this huge thing and my question is constantly how and why. Mm. Can you imagine, like, killing someone? I just can't. So, well, it's the, the conversation that- over and over is why and how.
0: Even, like, when you read about, quote, unquote, the olden days and how life was cheap Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people just dying all the time. And I'm just like, I'm sorry, but no, like we we all have a God-given right to be able to live to the age of 85. Correct. Like to kill someone is
1: bonkers. Beyond. It's
0: absolutely bonkers. And sometimes
1: and- you're like, the three life sentences isn't enough for this heinous person.
0: Yeah. Well, or the death penalty. Yeah. I mean... Again, like this is probably like a law school thing or whatever, but I can see no reason why we'd need a death penalty. I can't figure it out.
1: Do you think that they should sort of suffer for their crimes?
0: I don't think they should suffer. I just don't think anyone should be killed. Mm -hmm. But then also I have this... Whenever I see things, all the way from, like, murder, uh-huh. through just people making mistakes in the media or whatever, I'm always very nervous about judging. Me too, I me too. always go, it could be me. Yes. Whereas there's a lot of people out there who go, it would never be me. I would never do something like that. And I'm like, s- "Oh well, am I a bad person? Because, you know, I think I could. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't think I could kill someone No But no one wakes up in the morning and goes Today's the day I finally kill someone Well,
1: Ted Bundy did that Well, that's true, a
0: lot (laughs) Yeah, he did that a lot Well, some people do then Yeah So they're not not right-minded people No So why are we killing them?
1: We should be helping
0: them I don't know
1: Can you rehabilitate a serial killer?
0: But then what do you do? Do you kill them?
1: I don't know. I, don't know. Oh. I have no idea. But apparently like some people like to be in prison. Like I, I I'm watching this thing again on Netflix. It's called Sixty Days In, where they take five normal people.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like us. Okay.
1: Yeah, 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 like civilians, I guess. And put them into prison. Don't tell anyone in the prison system or any of the prisoners that they are not criminals, but they're not. And put them in there for 60 days and then oh they're going to be sort of informants because a lot of issues happen in jails. Like there's a lot of drugs in there, there's a lot of whatever, whatever, and they're trying to be informants to the higher-ups to tell them what happens in there.
0: Why would you ever consent to be on that I know, show? because these
1: people could get out in six years, but... That's it. Remember that you were an informant and then kill you. That's
0: it. It's like going on Big Brother, but when you come out, you could get whacked by the mob.
1: I know. I'll tell you this. I, I did a book signing in, oh gosh, Townsville, I think, and this lady came and she was in
0: this. Um, <laughs> I feel like you're going to make some comment about all the criminals in Townsville. No, 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 no,
1: no. She came in this, like, you, you know, I thought she was a nurse outfit and it sort of looked like scrubs and I was like, oh, are you a nurse? And she goes, no, and lent into my ear and she goes, I work in, like, a facility for for rehabilitation and i was like do you work at a jail and she was like yeah um juvenile detention center and i was like can i come and visit oh <laughs> and i was like are they mean to each other what are they like to each other Do they are they remorseful do they go to therapy do they do art do, do they learn because some of them is the children children like 11 mm. like they're missing out on their education and i was like can i come and visit and she's like oh it's not really like
0: that so you want to know like look you are curious and like part of you is so curious yeah and you want to know like it is almost that idea but- of i don't ever want to go to prison i don't ever want to kill someone i don't ever want to be investigated by the police no i don't oh want any my of these god. things but god i want to know what it's like
1: but it I would say that this curiosity extends to everything and anything. I wouldn't say it's like I'm a curious person. If I ever meet someone who's slightly different or does something Mm. different to me, I'm like all in there asking a zillion questions.
0: Have you like... Even if
1: someone's a surgeon, I'm like, tell me what it's like being a surgeon. What time do you get up? How do you feel the responsibility was? Like I love people and I'm curious about different people's lifestyles. But
0: what about feelings? Like are you like a roller coaster person? Are you a skydiver? Are you a bungee jump yes, kind of person? Yes, adrenaline for sure. So, and it is that idea of like, like one of the big things about when I went bungee jumping is I was like, I don't ever want to jump off a building, mm-hmm. but I just learnt what it feels like.
1: Yeah, you want to know how it feels? I jumped out of a plane like for skydiving for my thirtieth because I wanted to know how it felt. Mm. I have a tattoo because I wanted to know how it felt. I don't know. I just don't want to die and never have experienced things, and I just want to know everything. But I'm with
0: shows like so these, curious. You get to know what it feels like to be a murderer, but you don't have to be one.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I don't think, like, I could ever morally do it, you know.
0: I know, but you don't have to.
1: I love a cold case as well.
0: What's a cold case? When oh, as in has it hasn't been, been solved. Uh, Ooh, like an unsolved mystery. Yes. And stuff. I used to love that as a kid, those books on, like, the Marie Celeste and all these mm-hmm. sorts of things.
1: John Bennett Ramsey. It's just interesting how these crimes are solved can i tell you that my one of my favorite crimes this was everywhere i think this happened in 2014 okay the american horror story is based on this hotel it's called uh the hotel cecil in la and in horror story it's hotel it's called the hotel cortez and this happened and they didn't put this in hotel because it was too recent but uh this girl called eliza lamb went to this hotel she checked in it's known for like being haunted and terrifying. And she checked in. Um, She was like 21 or 24, whatever. And she went into the elevator and they never saw her again. And then the people in the hotel noticed that the water was turning brown. So they complained about the water and then they went up to the (laughs) –
0: Oh, you can't see my face. I know.
1: They went up up to the water tank and they found her naked body in the water tank. And here's the situation. And they've never, ever found – anyone. It's a cold case. They can't identify anyone. They they there's so many things like so the doors were locked and they needed to be opened by an employee to both of them, Mm. including the water towel which had a, a padlock on it. The last footage that was seen of her, which was circulated on the internet, shows her laughing at someone outside the elevator. Oh. But you can't see them. And so there's a lot of theories that maybe it was a ghost or it was Anyway, that no one has been pinned for this. Every single staff member was interviewed. And I just can't help but think for the parents and the family, like they just want to know what the hell happened. Yeah. And I think at the end of the day with true crime, you just want justice for the individual who has lost their life. And in this situation, it, it, it annoys me because you're like, what happened to her? And you can Google this. Google it um, on YouTube, Liza Lamb, elevator footage. It is terrifying.
0: I don't know if I want to.
1: Don't. Don't do it at night and don't do it by yourself.
0: Why is true crime the genre of the moment? don't know. I feel like, remember a few years ago, like 2014 kind of vibe when you had the two things that stick out to me, and one of them isn't a true crime, but I reckon it really did shape the moment. Mm. Gone Girl and Serial. Those are two yes. things, right? And then it's like everyone saw those two things. And was like, let's create heaps of that.
1: (laughs) It's so saturated. So saturated. Do you think... I reckon
0: part of it is because the way we get our entertainment now is through the internet. Yeah. I think we...
1: I think the, it's just, the, usually these are pretty entertaining, or not entertaining, I shouldn't say that, but interesting stories. And I think people love a good story, um, especially if it's got a beginning, middle and end. That's why I think cold cases do irritate some people. Because they
0: don't have Cause an Because they end. don't have an ending. Yeah, great. Um,
1: but there's some great you know, uh, true crime stories out there that have fantastic stories. And um, so this – I don't know if you know the story of J.C. Lee Dugard. She was abducted when she was young.
0: I don't, but go on.
1: And it was in the, overseas and all she ever wanted to do was write a book and she was taken when she was nine by a woman and a man at the bus stop. Her stepfather actually saw her being taken. This is horrific. They put her in the back of the house – and, you know, did everything to this young sure, girl. Yeah. She had two children by him. And he was actually uh, a man who had been – he was on a parole, so the police would come and check his house and never – and this woman I think escaped, and don't quote me on this, they did that 28 by the time she got out. And that policeman came to that house every single year and never once said, who is this girl? It's Anyway, well, she, she was just sitting around on the couch. Well, she, she lived in the back for a long time. But she was-there was, there there. was neighbours and oh, everything. I assume this was
0: some sort of basement scenario. No,
1: like she was just out the back, sort of in a makeshift sort of tent. And it was horrific. And he made her put on weight, cut her hair, dyed her hair. So they would go shopping and there, there was posters for this girl everywhere.
0: And he'd be walking her around. And they'd like be walking out
1: Yes. And it was sick and disgusting. Meanwhile, the mother is and father and stepfather, like, everyone is, like, traumatised, The you know, the whole community. And here's the weird part about this, and this is where the justice system really let this girl down. She was the next town over, and the car that she was in, abducted by or in, in which the stepfather saw, was out the front of the house. And... He was on parole so they had to continue to check his house and they saw her multiple times. The way that it, it all came to be or whatever was they went to the police one day because one of the girls was sick and they were like 14 by mm-hmm. this. You know what I mean? Like this is wild. And These are um, the
0: kids of the abductee.
1: Yes. And they said to her, what is your name? And this girl had not said her own name since she was nine years old and she goes, I'm J.C. Lee Dugard. And they were like, all oh my... God, we have found this kid. And they call the mother and she is terrified to even see her mother again, you know, because she's not seen her since she was nine. She had a baby sister. The baby sister's 24. She's 28. She's got two children. Um, Obviously, the man and woman have been locked up forever and here is the interesting story and this is why this story has a great ending despite the horrific horrific reality for her she always wanted to be a writer but she was taken before she could even go to fucking school properly and she wrote a best seller as in like New York Times number one bestseller. She's sold like a hundred million or some ridiculous amount of her story. And it is the most exceptional book you will ever read. And she's been on Oprah and she's doing really well and she's had therapy with horses. That's a, a way that people do therapy. And she's come out the other side. And yes, she's had a fucked life. But this woman kind of got her dream. And fuck, she shouldn't have had to go through what she went through to come and get out the other side. But she survived. And boy, did
0: she survive. But part of my brain now is saying to me that, like, you know, there's a real narrative there, which is how inept the police were.
1: Oh, my God. Oh, she sued the state for a couple of millions. Yeah, but is that, like, I
0: think of the way the world is now, where everyone's, like, anti-establishment and I'll get Trump in to drain the swamp because the bureaucrats don't know what they're doing and this sort of stuff. And I also think of something, again, like making a murderer where it's all about how oh the police don't know. And now I'm like, well, maybe that's why these things are so popular at the moment is because they are giving people ammunition with which they can question the structures of society.
1: Well, that's what um, and the big issue with the teacher's pet is about is about the ineptitude of the police at the time in the 80s. And that's everyone's in uproar about the fact that this crime has, like, I think... Who's the, in uproar? Uh, the community of people, yeah, particularly okay. in the Northern Beaches where the crime happened. Um, the Northern
0: Beaches of Sydney. Oh, is it an Aussie one?
1: Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. And and a coroner pronounced her dead because oh, it's a long story, it's a long story. But yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the police just fucked this crime up well and truly. And that's what, you know, p- p- people are... Uh, you know, wanting to get the DPP to open the crime up again and this, that, and the other. And it's just fascinating. Mm. And I think the legal stuff really does interest me as well.
0: Another thing that's interesting is that these genres are statistically more popular with women really? than with men.
1: I wonder yeah. why. Oh, you know, it does make you crazy though. How do you mean? Like um, someone came to the door the other day and I was out the, outside getting something out of my car and this guy walked up to me and I was like, okay, I'm going to die.
0: <laughs> what, okay, so then, what did you do in that moment?
1: <laughs> well, I was, fl- I was remembering what he was wearing because I was like, if I've got to tell the police, <laughs> yeah, I was like, okay look, what it, Look what does he look like? What shoes does he have? What, ha- what hair colour? Where's he approached me from? Where's he come from? And he was like, hey, I was just wondering if you could sign for this package. And I was like, oh, hey, postman.
0: Oh, so you, I <laughs> love that as well. Like, okay, I've got his hair, I've got his shoes, I've got this, and it's, you and I'm just backing miss the away. fact that he's wearing like an Australia post high-vis vest.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm backing away looking for my phone to call triple O and he just yeah. wanted me to sign for a parcel. So it does make you paranoid for sure.
0: Um, And I mean, guys Because
1: you assume everyone's a murderer. Yeah. You
0: yeah. and- <laughs> You know, there's flip sides that some people would say, great, that's making people safer and more vigilant or more aware or this. But there is the other side. Yeah, I mean, I mean even in just the last five minutes, I've cooked up a conspiracy theory in my head that um, it's making people distrustful of um, authority, authority and distrustful of other people.
1: Legal system.
0: So, I mean, that can't be good. That can't be a good development in society.
1: No. I find, and, you know, you say, you know, why is this such a big thing at the moment? And I do I do think it's storytelling, but I also think it's just, it's something different. Everything's so, I don't know, competitive for your attention. And I think true crime just cuts through because mm. these are real stories. Well, like that's the other thing as well. really yeah. happened to you. And when you read about the real Australian crimes, you're like, wow. And it does make you vigilant. It does change your perspective. And it does make you, in my opinion, kind of paranoid. Mm. (laughs) Anyone who's into true crime listening right now is like, oh, yeah, if I see, you know, a bag of um, like some bags, garbage bags, you assume there's bodies in there. You go to a (laughs) lake, you're like, I wonder how many dead people are in this lake. You
0: go for a bushwalk and you're like, well, I'll be one of the people who finds finds a corpse because apparently they're everywhere. Yes.
1: Yeah, you do think that. Wow. I could talk about this all day. This is something I truly enjoy.
0: Well, you have been. We've talked about this for half an hour. So I could
1: keep going. I just love true crimes. Fucking good.
0: Have you got any recommendations for people? I mean, the one that you spoke about at the top of the show was...
1: Yes, Trent's show. We're not on here, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> the top of the hour. Uh, Stranger Beside Me is really, really good. And the JC Lee Dugard story is called A Stolen Life. Also, there's a book about the Fritzels, which is fascinating. It's written by the detectives who discovered the whole Fritzel story, if you know about that. Yeah. Um, it's called Monster, I believe. That is a fantastic book. And obviously, my favorite murder is a combination of um, humor and true crime.
0: Wow. Okay. Thanks, Tan. Pleasure Everyone's going to be seeing you in a new light now
1: Yeah, a dark, dark light
0: I know, but you know what? You're a complex character I'm
1: a weird girl, <laughs> woman, Womana.
0: <laughs> Thanks Bye Totally Obsessed with Dan Debooth Is pretty much made entirely by me, Dan Debooth Except the music, which is by Caleb Darfield, and the artwork, which is by David Ferrier and Joe Couture.